Hello. Hi. Yes. Welcome back to Whole Nine Yards. Thank you for subscribing and listening. Yeah, thanks. And emailing. Man, those email, huh? I appreciate them. Mm-hmm. I appreciate being told or suggested that I can improve, you know, yeah. or, or learning. I like, you know, learning is fun. Yeah, I never get enough of it. <laughs> uh, today we have this uh, subject that's like things gone badly, I think. Not good. Right? So phrases um, that we say about those kinds of scenarios. Yeah. Yeah, and there's probably a number of shows we could do on this topic. So this is, this is some of them. And, uh, yeah, I have hell in a handbasket up. Mm, that's a fun one to say. Yeah. Huh. It's funny you should say that. Ooh. I know. So I feel like people think we're setting each other up, but we're not. No. I, seriously. Like, no. I don't know. We don't know what we researched on each other's sides. Nothing. Go ahead. Yeah. So hell in a handbasket, and I'll explain as it, as it goes through why I said that to you, but... Okay. Like a lot of these, it has things that people think, oh, I think it was that maybe. It must have been that or this, right? But it would seem to have gotten its beginnings really in as far back as the 1500s. Okay. There's a painting. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to torture this guy's name, man. <laughs> nice. Hieronymus Bosch. Ooh. I think I did pretty good there. Sounds perfect. Um, did a painting called The Haywain. Okay. And this shows fallen sinners being put aboard a hay cart and uh, taken off um, to hell, really, basically. Um, so this is your hay, your hay cart. Yeah. Uh, 1618, uh, a, a guy named Thomas Adams wrote of going to heaven in a wheelbarrow. And I want you to, uh, in the context okay. of his poem... Yeah. Going to heaven in a wheelbarrow really meant you're going to hell in the context of it all. It just, he has heaven in there, but it's sort of, no, you're not really going. Huh. Uh, there's a, a medieval stained glass window at a uh, Fairfield church. And here's another torture for me. <laughs> Gloucester, man, don't hate me. Gloucester. Gloucester. Gloucestershire. Oh, man. Going with that. <laughs> it was uh, the best of shires. It was the Gloucestershires. The Gloucestershires. This stained glass window contains a image of a woman being carried off to purgatory mm. in a wheelbarrow pushed by a blue devil. I got to take a look at this. It is a nice piece of work that you would want and would fit well into anyone's home. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Nice. I like it. What year? That's a medieval church. Okay, so, yeah. I mean, uh, you know. So before the Renaissance. Way back there, okay, yeah. Okay, cool. So as early as 1840, we see the documentation, uh, permutations of this uh, language in society uh, being recorded. Uh, and, and most of these were really to hell in a hand cart because mm -hmm. that's the wheelbarrow and that's the image that was conjured up in a lot of these mm -hmm. um you know, mostly religious connotations around these things, mm -hmm. right? So going back to some of the earlier uses that are documented, the Samuel Sewell in 1714, uh, a Reverend Samuel Sewell, mm -hmm. uh, uses uh, give his head in a handbasket in, in something that, that he talks about. 
Um, there's a document of 18 from 1881, the Daily Ledger Standard from New Albany, Indiana, which actually uses the words uh, demanded the governor's head in a handbasket. Hmm. And that also implies a certain idea that people got stuck on that uh, hell in a handbasket came from uh, when when uh, criminals, prisoners, or w- what what have you, were beheaded by a guillotine, mm-hmm. uh, their heads were caught in these baskets. Right. And so, assuming you were evil enough or whatever to have your head cut off, then you were definitely going to hell. So, your head in a handbasket, mm-hmm. hell in a handbasket, because right. your head, you know, bada mm-hmm. bing. Gotcha. But the guillotine wasn't invented until 1789. So, it sort of throws off the timeline. Oh, like, yeah. that couldn't have been it because... Right, it was before. Yeah. Huh. So, it really feels more like hell in a handbasket came from hell in a handcart and then our desire for alliteration, anything with... Uh, Hus of an H sound would do, and it evolved into hand basket. You know, people were carrying hand baskets, and that was an H sound that you had around. So that's that's where it came from: the wheelbarrow into hand cart into hand basket. And that's what I have for you with hell in a hand basket. Is that a yard king wheelbarrow? They make uh, a good barrow. <laughs> are we getting paid by them. <laughs> All right. Just more Simpsons for everybody. Sure. What do you have? Uh, pandemonium. I like that uh, word. It's a great word. I don't know why it reminds <clears throat> me of Def Leppard, because that's not, that's not it at all. No. They don't have... You got your Panama, which is Van Halen, and then you got... Oh, we can't. We're going to Yeah. And then you got the people with the fire in Def Leppard. What was that one called? Uh, my knowledge of Def Leppard wow, is man. not that vast. <laughs> I my, apologize. My brain cells are all gone. I really count on people knowing. I know that the drummer has one arm, and I would know a song if someone said, oh, that's Def Leppard. I'd be like, oh, cool, but I can't help you here. I'm sorry. All right, cutting this part out? Oh, no, leave it. All it's right. good. <laughs> <laughs> pandemonium, like just that. That was pandem. No, it's not pandemonium. When things kind of get a little nutty. Yeah, we we will use it as that. Uh, things are things are crazy. Things aren't going well. Is the subject of this episode? Yeah, absolutely crazy. And this word could, you know, be that we use it aptly. Let's say that it, right. it's it's quite the definition of things aren't going well. But where um, did it come from? Well, it came from a man by the name of John Milton, great writer. Mm-hmm. 1667, he writes a little story called Paradise Lost. This sounds really familiar. Yeah, no, it's a wonderful place, uh, which is the capital of hell. Pandemonium. Oh. Is the high capital of Satan and all his peers. Who knew? John Milton. He made it up because that's what he did. Yeah, he's a writer. So uh, we get this pretty straightforward. Uh, Greek pan means all, and demonium <laughs> means evil spirits. <laughs> so this is a place where all the evil spirits are. Uh, yeah. Ah. Yeah. Pan means what? All. 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 All the... The evil... Well, demonium is evil spirits, demons. All the evil spirits. And they live here in the city 
of Pandemonium, which is the capital of hell. I didn't know that hell had a capital before I read this book, but it does. They don't, you know, and it's, no. it's called Pandemonium. <laughs> yeah, because you never feel like, yeah. No, you're like, it's just a place where there's fire. There's no cities. No, there's but you no gotta have geographical some kind of, structure that you need a city for. You would think hell would be anarchy and wouldn't have these things. Pandemonium. But I, I guess you have to have, you know, some kind of structure or else how do you know where you well, fit in in the class system? The writer needed one on the story. Yeah. So John Milton uh, invented this word uh, to mean the, and we... He used it as the capital of hell, where Satan lives. And, and we took it mm -hmm. and then ran with it. Yeah. Or walked. To Maine. And, and that's what we got. Yeah. It's no further than that, is it? No. It pretty much wraps it up. So this this one is a satisfying answer, but short. You know, we need some of those sometimes. Brief. Brevity. It's good. Yeah. I'm grateful for that. Yeah. Crap. I can't remember if the seventh is the outer ring or is the inner ring. I think you start out and go in. Yeah. So the first ring. I don't know. I'm gonna someone write in and let me know because it's been a while since I've looked at this book, the Paradise Lost book. All right, let's do it. Yeah, but pandemonium. You know what? Hmm. I hope our ad break isn't pandemonium. <laughs> Same. <laughs> so let's go. Let's go find out together. Woohoo! Support Whole Nine Yards and make your life easier with Instacart. Online grocery shopping made simple. Instacart connects you with personal shoppers in your area to shop and deliver groceries from your favorite stores in a single order. Products you love from local stores, hand-selected based on your preferences. Many items may be delivered in as little as an hour. Instacart helps to save you money on your favorite items and recommends new products that you might also love. Instacart, the most convenient way to shop. Whole Nine Yards is sponsored by the Roberto Clemente Museum. Located in a restored engine house in Pittsburgh's revitalized Lawrenceville neighborhood, the Clemente Museum is a showcase of the largest exhibited collection of baseball artifacts, works of art, literature, photographs, and memorabilia related to Roberto Clemente and his life in baseball. Shop the store for clothing and other items featuring the iconic 21 logo and purchase tour tickets for the museum at clementemuseum.com. Enter promo code W9Y21 for a 10% discount on hats and tees. That's clementemuseum.com, promo code W9Y21. Whole Nine Yards is sponsored by Big Science Music. Big Science Music is a can and one show award-winning original music and sound boutique, providing scoring, sound design, radio, podcast, and audio post-production services for the advertising, film, and video industries. Big Science Music also offers ADR, casting, and project management. Big Science Music's reels, full capabilities, and more can be found at bigsciencemusic.com. That's bigsciencemusic.com. All right, we're back. Thanks for sticking around. Yes. Those are some fantastic ads. And thanks for subscribing. Yeah, thanks a lot. So we're we're doing this sort of things aren't going well category. Yes. Right? Yeah. What do we call that? Things are not going well category. Yeah, things going <laughs> badly. Uh, what do you got up next? On the fritz. Sitting on the fritz. Putting on the fritz. Okay. <laughs> oh man yeah ah yeah. Oh, now i can't remember the lyrics so that's okay now we got lyrics we had the blue moon oh right man we can't do these things yeah can we? so um it means out of order 
uh, defective. Yeah. Unsatisfactory. I, I wish you would have asked me that. Oh. That's all right. I Go can ahead. ask. We, we, That's too late. It's not live. That's okay. Okay. Off with it. Cool. So this is conjecture, kind of based, and yeah, maybe a little bit of realism, too. I don't know. It kind of is like one of those things, like, I don't know, maybe it's this. Folks have suggested that uh, it might be the imitation of the <laughs> noise, that uh, faulty connection and wiring yeah. that a machine might make. Like it's a, like a fizz like a, and a spritz. Yep, a lip fart. Is how is how I describe it, like a sizzly, like. <laughs> I heard it. Did you? Because I can do it some more. No, it's good. I think we so, got it. So it was kind of like, oh, that's like a little Fritz noise when an electronic device uh, or a fuse blowing, or something electronic doesn't work. But, wow. But I'll bet that's it too. Damn, fortunately, that theory falls apart uh. because none of the early examples uh, are connected with electrical devices. And the phrase predates, like, the widespread use of electricity. Not the invention of it, but the widespread use. Okay. Yeah, you know, I like to do that. Yeah. But I, you know. Uh, so what I found is to be the most plausible definition, we'll say, is a comic strip in the 1897s. Nancy and Sluggo. Basically. No, Nancy no. and Sluggo. It was called the Katzenjama Kids. Uh Hans and Fritz, Katz and Gemma, Jammer, oh. were the uh, Katz and Jammer kids. And they make trouble for the captain, who's their nemesis, I guess. All right. The captain. <laughs> um, so by the end of their comic strips in every week, I'm guessing, <laughs> their actions had the effect of putting the captain on the Fritz. But I don't know why they don't say Hans and Fritz. They just truncated it to Fritz. Uh. The machination, machinations of the captain were foiled by Hans and Fritz every week. So, so then he wanted to um, strangle Fritz, chase no, I mean, after you know, him? Whatever a 1897 comic strip would be about. Maybe he, the kids, you know, trampled his garden or something. You like, know? Yeah. And he's like, you kids. Like Dennis the Menace. Right. I'm guessing kind of in that sense. I didn't get uh, actual screen grabs or anything of the comic, so I don't know how, how funny it is. I really would like some of these screen grabs. That's like the most plausible uh, definition, which, again, seems really not that plausible. Well, if, uh, I could see it maybe evolving from a machine going bad is misbehaving the way Fritz misbehaved mm -hmm. in the comic strip. Sure, I could, I could get I you I mean, there. you know, I'm just... Uh, no, other conjecture is kind of like just World War Two, World War One. also, just Germans as sort of nickname for German soldiers, Fritz. This is more uh, just ideas conjecture. people have. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I think, I think we stumbled upon the most plausible ones already, but, and this but, is more just like, meh, maybe. Do we have... No, docu we don't have it's a document, like, uh, so we don't have like a date stamp on not it. Not that would predate this stuff, I guess. That I've already said. They like this. This could be why, maybe because of the German soldiers, and that was just a name for German soldiers in general, was Fritz, because you know. But the uh, like the onomatopoeia lip fart sound is my favorite definition. I, it's Although clear it was, you like it, that. It was ruled out as as. Basically yeah. impossible to be that. Uh, it's on the fritz. You know, just like some of these things, 
even like we saw, you know, in in Redneck, yeah, or or a lot of them where they're like two things. Mm-hmm. It was one thing, and then it sort of died off in use. But it was like lingering around a generation old, and then another generation picked it up and reappropriates it with a slightly different twist on it. Yeah, you hear it, you know, like oh, I know that word, but yeah. what does it mean? It means this now. Yeah. So, so it, I mean, it could be that it became that. I mean, it, it did become to mean the defunct electrical equipment. But that wasn't the origin. Yeah. The end. The end. <laughs> but not, don't no, go away. No, just the end of On the Fritz. Yeah, because I have mayhem. Mayhem. And uh, mayhem is kind of simple. <laughs> but Brief today. Yeah, the, well, this backside. So the basic gist of it, you know, historians feel like it came from uh, French and in 16 to 19th centuries, it meant, remember that fight in the Holy Grail where the guy <laughs> chops that guy's arms and legs off? Yeah, clearly. <laughs> just a, just a what wound. are you going to do, bleed on me? <laughs> right? So this was a crime that involved maiming a person so that they could no longer defend themselves. So when you were in a fight, yeah. you know, like that, this other permutation of this word, M-A-I-M, maim, uh, right? Yeah. Uh, and the modern sense of violent or extreme disorder uh, came to be in the United States later on, like in the, in the 19th century. So there's that basic definition. Hmm. There's slightly more involved history of it, where it's traceable back to uh, vulgar Latin, <laughs> uh, a verb... <laughs> M a h a g n a r e, magnar. Wow! And that meant wound, and a permutation of that made its way into Old French. That is mine, mine, yeah. These sound great. I, Do, this is a, yeah, yeah, perfect. I, I I really feel good about that. No, I think they're good. It was a couple of my French speaking friends. I hope you're listening, please. Uh, and then so. Uh, you know, a version of that word morphed its way into mame, M-A-I-M, but still, still the mime, okay? <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and that began to evolve into mayhem, but still meaning severe injury. So, so mime was still severe injury just not exclusively by some opponent in a fight trying to make you defenseless. It just yeah. meant severe injury. Mm-hmm. He was mined. My hair. Yeah, maimed. Yeah, well, okay. What we say. Yeah. And then it was later on in, uh, in, in Western society in 19th century that it came to just mean utter nuts and chaos. Yeah. And really got away from... We took that into two words. We still say you could maim by somebody. You yeah. could get maimed. That has nothing in our brains to do with mayhem. Not necessarily, But right. they were from the same word. Yeah. I, I mean, I hear, at least in your, what I'm assuming is very accurate French pronunciation. It's, it's spot in there. on. I can hear the, the roots of the mayhem coming <laughs> forth from that. I was really forcing those roots through. Good. I'm glad you oh, could hear you? them. I couldn't tell. No. <laughs> Huh, that's neat. So you can get maimed in mayhem. You can. Yeah. That's but, something. But it doesn't, they don't relate. That's, huh, neat. I mean, they do relate. Right. We just don't think of them as the same thing. No, we use maim. Yeah. 
So I hope I didn't maim that French pronunciation too much. <laughs> this and has come down into mayhem. Yes. Uh, that's whole nine yards for this week. This week. Thank you for listening to this one. Honest to goodness, thanks. We appreciate you. Uh, and your subscriptions. And those. Please subscribe um, and uh, tell your friends. And uh, please email us. Yeah. Uh, hey you at whole, the number nine, yards. Dot org. That's heyyou at whole9yards.org. And uh, send us thoughts, comments, suggestions, relative criticisms. And we'll take those into consideration with great steed and joy. Yes. Uh, until then, I'm Jay. And I'm Ray. And, and we're, we're not, not idioms. Whole Nine Yards is written, recorded, and produced by Big Science Pods. Learn more at whole9yards.org or contact Whole Nine Yards by emailing heyyou at whole9yards.org. That's hey you at whole number nine yards dot org. Whole nine yards theme music composed by Big Science Music. 